The Holy Gospel is written in the eighth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Mark, beginning at the first verse. Glory be to thee, O Lord. In those days, the multitude being very great and having nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples unto him and saith unto them, I have compassion on the multitude, because they have now been with me three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away fasting to their own houses, they will faint by the way, for divers of them came from far. And his disciples answered him, From whence can a man satisfy these men with bread here in the wilderness? And he asked them, How many loaves have ye? And they said, Seven. And he commanded the people to sit down on the ground, and he took the seven loaves and gave thanks, and brake and gave to his disciples to set before them, and they did set them before the people. And they had a few small fishes, and he blessed, and commanded them also, uh, to set them also before them. So they did eat and were filled. And they took up of the broken meat that was left seven baskets. And they that had eaten were about 4,000. And he sent them away. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. May I speak in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Abraham Maslow was an American psychologist who is best known for creating a hierarchy of needs. This is a theory of psychological health predicated on fulfilling innate human needs in priority, culminating in self-actualization. And at the bottom of his hierarchy are the basic needs of human beings, needs for food, water, sleep, and sex. And Maslow's model works as a hierarchy because a pressing need must be mostly satisfied before someone will give their attention to the next highest need, which go on to include our ne uh, the need in our lives for uh, uh, being given meaning and significance. And the stories of the feeding of the 4,000 and also the story of the feeding of the 5,000 that we find elsewhere in the Gospels, these are stories of Jesus meeting the basic needs of the people with him. But they are also stories about that action of meeting basic needs, having a deeper level of meaning and significance um, for those that are there with him. The people who were with Jesus had been with him in the wilderness for three days without any significant supplies of food. While some may have brought small supplies of food with them, in essence, they had been fasting for much of the time Jesus had been teaching them. And for those of you who have visited the Holy Land, you will know that the wilderness is unforgiving terrain in which to be without sustenance. And Jesus is concerned for these people and out of compassion meets their basic need for food 
in that testing environment. But just as Maslow's hierarchy of needs suggests that once our basic needs have been met, then our needs for meaning and significance also come into play, so Jesus' actions here have a deeper level of meaning if we and they are alert to it. And we can see this if we think for a moment about the outline of the story and the extent to which it reminds us of another story. The outline of the story is this, that a group of Israelites are in the wilderness and they're hungry because they have too little to eat. And in response, God provides them with bread to eat. That is the outline of the story of the feeding of the 4,000. But it is also, in essence, the story of God providing manna in the wilderness to the Israelites when Moses led them from Egypt to the promised land. And the similarity is deliberate. Whether on the part of Jesus or Mark or both, because through this action, Jesus is seen as being the new Moses for the people of Israel. And following the parallels between these two stories through means that the people of Israel are to be seen as being in slavery once again, whether that meant under the political oppression of their Roman conquerors or, as St. Paul goes on to suggest later in the New Testament, under the bondage of sin. The Exodus, which was the salvation of the people of Israel, began with the death of firstborn sons. And in the story of Jesus, our salvation comes through the death of God's only son. Jesus leads his people through water, in the original Exodus, that was the path through the Red Sea. But for Jesus' followers, it is the rite of baptism. They go on a journey through the wilderness where, as we have seen, they are fed and provided for. And they end their journey when they enter the promised land. And uh, in terms of the things that Jesus spoke about and taught, the promised land is the kingdom of God which he initiated and which is still to come in full for us in this life. So the parallels between these two stories are plenteous and very close. Um, as I say, as the people of Jesus' day were intended to view him as being the new Moses for the people of Israel. And at this deeper level of meaning and significance, it is possible from this one action, as we have seen, to understand virtually the whole story of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. And so what I want to suggest to us this afternoon is that God is also at work in our lives in a similar way to bring and reveal meaning, purpose, shape, and significance for our lives as well. If we are alert to this deeper level of life and are not solely focused on the meeting of our basic needs. We all 
have a need and a desire for there to be more to our lives than simply the survival of the fittest, the scramble to meet our basic needs. As Maslow's hierarchy of needs recognizes, when we are in genuine need and poverty, it is very difficult to think about anything else other than survival. But when we are in the fortunate position of having our basic needs met, we then have the time and space and inclination to look around us to see the way in which God can bring meaning, significance, and purpose into our lives. With that purpose, including the development of a compassion like that of Jesus, which sees the needs of those whose basic needs are not being met and responds to that by sharing at least some of what we have. Your life is not simply about having enough to survive, not simply about the meeting of your basic needs. God wants you to see a deeper meaning of a deeper level of meaning, significance, shape, and purpose to your life. And so the question for us to reflect on this afternoon is whether we are open to seeing the meaning and significance that he brings or whether a focus on getting prevents us from seeing and receiving what he is already giving to us. Amen.